This is exactly right. I'm Kate Winkler Dawson, a journalist, author, and podcast host. And I'm Paul Holes, a retired investigator with experience solving some of America's most notorious cold cases. Together, we host Buried Bones, a historical true crime podcast on the Exactly Right Network. Each week, we examine a different case from history and use our years of experience and 21st century forensics to bring new insights into these very old tragedies. Like the time the Sausage King of Chicago's wife went missing in 1897. Don't miss new episodes every Wednesday. Follow Buried Bones wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Malfoy. With Karen and Chris. Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. We are uh, leaving Karen's house. We're in the car. And and because of today's guest, I don't want to introduce him until we're near his house. But I, I brought a gift, but it's a stipulation in that you cannot keep it. I just wanted to show you this and see if it affects you the same way it did me. Because my sister went to a sticker store. And do you remember these? Yeah, I do. Those are, Chris is showing me um, little stickers with root beer. It's a circle with a root beer, mug root beer in the center. And then it says cool. And I bet you they're scratch and sniff. Yeah, and it smells so much like root beer. I can smell it through the packaging. Yes. I mean. That smells great. And the ones on back, I don't remember all of them. But the roller skate one, I assume smells like feet. (laughs) Because there's, look, there's a ham one. which I I know. They're kind of joke ones, but I vaguely remember. And the grass one smells like fresh cut grass. I remember the popcorn one smelling gross. Um, But, and also there was one that was a pickle that was a human form pickle. So it had eyes, arms, legs, and it, I think it was giving you a thumbs up. Yes, and that smelled like pickles. Anthropomorphized pickle. Thank you. I used to often have to draw animals for T-shirts where it would be a horse with tennis shoes on, but then I'd have to make the decision as to will it have human hands or hooves. <laughs> and you, you know, went with hooves every time, right? I went for the hands, yes. Because a horse with hands is just scary. But a horse wearing shoes because you're in the whatever, horse trot race in Austin, Texas, or whatever I was drawing it for. So, sorry, it would have tennis shoes on its front hooves? Well, running like a human. I'd give it human muscular legs with a knee that bends like a human. Great, cool, And then it's running, so the horse 
hands would be bent like a horse runs and have the same joints. So it was really half horse, half human. But the answer I'm looking for is you gave it hooves. Yes, great, uh, great. for hand. Usually a human lower torso, animal upper torso. Great, perfect. That's the decision you gotta make when anthropomorphize. <laughs> but yeah, this reminds me of, it really splits a room, the popcorn, like especially with the- Popcorn je- smells horrible. Bellies. It's horrible. It's- I loved the popcorn jelly bellies. No. Though. And a lot of people didn't. It's maybe my favorite jelly bean. That's perverted. I'm sorry. I have to say that to you. Oh, no, and I enjoy it. You're right, on a sexual level. (laughs) I get aroused. I think of my first time at the movies, (laughs) getting ready to kiss a girl. (laughs) It's so... it's, It's... they... And I'm sorry, because, you know, people that flavor things do the Lord's work. Yes. Um, But they've gone wrong. Banana is off. Popcorn should have never happened. It's an aberration. And that I will stand by that. But what are your thoughts on ham? Ham as a sticker for children is fascinating. Like, I are those the new version? Are those the funny it has modern to be. version? I don't remember ham, but I do remember fresh cut grass. I don't remember fresh cut grass. And I remember the roller skate one, and it was always on someone else. I wasn't some rich kid that had stickers all over my trapper keeper. Uh, these are just from a distance. I enjoyed a lot of them, so I never smelled them. Well, and also, skin. these are like teacher stickers, really. So I don't, yeah. these aren't the kinds kids would have that I remember. I feel like they're the ones you got on your paper. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's why my sister, being a teacher, she, that's why she got them. But she spent oh. like $55 on stickers. <laughs> it was a sticker store, like a candy shop. It, she just said she walked in and it took her back to a exactly 1978 nostalgia so perfect yeah it's pretty cool i want to just mention really quick so that's my gift for you to look at and not touch i'm gonna put it back on the floor okay perfect (laughs) um thanks for looping me into that um for our guest today's guest uh, the host of i said no gifts that's as much as i'm gonna yeah if you you, don't know who that is then you're gonna have to wait uh, probably 11 minutes to find out when we're in front of his house but i was just gonna say it is incredibly hot outside today. This, the the um, temperature gauge, <laughs> it's not a gauge, in my car says it's 91, but it seems hotter than that. Yeah, it does. And I think that's because of my nieces. We're talking about, a, I believe, a UV index. We're at an 11. They're, oh. Yeah, they're, they're kind of into meteorology, my nieces. And we're gonna go whale watching. That's the next update that I had to bring you. <laughs> Perfect. And I hope there's a whale. I they, I didn't mean to bring my adult negativity, but I'm like, well, most people go on those things and they don't see a whale. Why did I say that? Um, to you, it's just what you're used to. You mostly communicate with comedians and, right. um, you know, boy adult men that yeah. you hang out with it's just some it's just a it's how we are naturally as adults i don't know why I, and i'm like well we get better get drama mean stickers for the back of our ears because we we could get all sick on a boat why am i why do i bring that to the table you're just trying to Let troubleshoot them, maybe yeah i just don't want to be an advocate of the devil well also <laughs> <laughs> that is a constant threat with yeah. you but also you know, you're not a, I don't know how much you host. You're under the pressure of yes. hosting. And I feel like you're f- 
feeling that pressure. Yes. So you don't want everybody to get on a boat and start barfing, and you don't want everyone to get on a boat and be disappointed you're feeling pressure. Yeah. If we all get on the boat and the refuse starts playing and everyone starts vomiting everywhere, what is uh, that new movie? <laughs> the no guy that idea. made Force, no Force Majeure. It is called... Oh, oh, Triangle of Sadness. Yes. Uh, that's my fear. I, that scene is so chaotic and so funny. Reveals so many of my fears of being even on a cruise ship because you're just on a giant porta potty. Yeah. And I don't want to. I did spoil. There is plumbing issues on the boat. That's I, that's the spoiler I'm giving for that movie. Well, people have had over a year to see that movie. Yes. If if you don't know about the big diary of the toilet scene, <laughs> that's on you. But it is get with it. It is, uh, with the music, it is a great cinematic moment. It's an, it's amazing. And the whole movie's great. It's a, it's definitely a worth watching if you're staying indoors because it's boiling hot on the planet now. There's yeah. lots of things to be negative about. We all do it. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want to bring it to young people that are so hopeful. But it's such, anytime I'm on a boat or get the chance to, of course, I say yes, be it, uh, fishing which i'm not into or a sailboat i will yes i want to be on your boat and or a cruise any no matter the size of the vessel i get seasick yeah I, I always think i'm above that but no that's just your system yeah you can't do anything about it but those little stickers behind the ear they work yeah they do work they're great yeah so i will uh after we podcast gonna get a smog test and some dramamine stickers two very adult to-do list items. Yep. Get on it. Yeah. Write I, it into your notes your notes app. <laughs> oh, I did. Yeah. I've set an alarm. So right now you're just kind of reading your notes app aloud to us. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's very fun. <laughs> <laughs> Bread. <laughs> milk. Barfing. Mm-hmm. No more barfing. Barf avoidance stickers for back of ear. That was a longer note. <laughs> then you realize you could shorten it down to B-A-S-F- B-O-E. Yes. Good. We're, I'm very bad at that. I watch uh, some That's of the... That's so Sometimes I go down a wormhole of watching uh, children spell at spelling bees. Words oh, yeah. that I've never even heard of. Yeah. And it, I'm so bad at spelling out loud. Uh, it's something I'm just not good at, visualizing a word yeah. and then spelling. I can write and spell pretty well. But Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I can write. And it, oftentimes, I don't mean to really shove it in your face, but it's often in cursive. Ooh. Yeah. So, sorry, you're doing cursive and spelling oh, yeah. simultaneously? I'm, I'm bringing cursive back and Latin. Shit. Yeah. And sexy. Yeah. <laughs> it's the summer for cursives. Spelling sexy cursive summer, girls. Yeah, I dare you to remember what a capital S looks like in cursive. <laughs> All you... Millennials out there. That's the only issue I have. Uh, but yeah, I'm very, uh, very excited. You have a lot of, you have plans and schemes. Yes. A lot of stuff going on. Yes. Which is nice. I'm, it's Friday today, that the day that we're recording. And I'm yeah. very excited because I, right as Chris rang my doorbell, I was finishing my last email for Friday, which is sometimes a hard feeling to get like, am I ever really done? It's a real, it hangs over me, but I actually got the approval. I asked twice. It's like, does anyone else need anything from me? 
because I'm going to send this email that I'm going to be done and it will be the weekend. And did you s shut your laptop and then kind of look at it and smile? And smirk? Yeah. And then record scratch and then five more emails came in. <laughs> no record dun, dun, scratch. Dun, 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 and you're out paddling out on a wave because <laughs> it's weekend time. And then a, a blue whale comes up to me and is like, we're avoiding those boats over there. Do you want to <laughs> hang out? No, you have to go to the boats. Well, yeah, they did. My sister brought it up on her phone. They, they have a tally of what whales and dolphins had been seen that day. Two o'clock, blue whale, three o'clock. Average Great. dolphin, nice. yeah, and the numbers look good. Dolphin parentheses not smiling. Yes, dolphin, <laughs> uh, little to no horniness. <laughs> dolphin below average. Yeah, they they do. It's really weird how they say whether or not they're handsome or not. I know. I think it's it's wrong, but it's so today's society and culture. Yeah, a just lot to of be it. rating dolphins, hot dolphin on starboard. Yeah, this is a celebrity Dolphins star tour. This dolphin looks like it's gained some baby weight type of, sh type of stuff. The other place that was very exciting for my sister, they brought back Esprit. Oh, yes. And I know that you're from the Bay Area, so did you ever go to the Esprit Oh, hell factory? yes, the Esprit outlets. That, that was something, we would literally go on a road trip from Montana and stop there so my sister could rummage through a warehouse Clothing that was on the floor. It was basically a ware a literal warehouse, not not being hipstery, um, but a true warehouse where you could go down and get either like one-off things, things that didn't sell, or things that they made and only had at the warehouse. And I think we've talked about this, but there was a chance that if you were spotted at the Esprit outlet. Uh, they might ask you to model in their next oh, catalog. Oh, I vaguely remember that. Yep. They had all regular, like, shoppers as the models. And that, that was a big thing in the Bay Area. That has to be why my sister would go already wearing a spree. Sure. It's like, I wonder if I could ask her about that and if she would admit to wanting to being a, a spree I'm model. I'm going to answer for Lisa. Lisa, I think you and I know each other well enough right now. We have lived parallel lives enough. So I'm going to answer. I'm going to take this one for you. As her legal representation right now, she absolutely dreamed of being a model in that oh Esprit catalog. Now we have to go to court. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, and for some reason, fun for me, even though at the time, I think uh, it was mostly not closed for little boys. No boys allowed, actually. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I did rummage around and make eye contact with adult women. There's... <laughs> I was ahead of my time. <laughs> You were you were going walking around with your little cigar in your mouth trying to yeah. make deals. Hey there. Hey there. I think I could put you in the catalog this season. It's funny that I did look forward to it. I I kind of want an Esprit shirt with the classic font. Yeah. I'm excited. I you know Lynn Shawcroft, right? Stand up com yeah. legendary stand up comic from Canada, and the first she told me this um like, you know, a couple years after but she, the first night she and I met, it was at the Coach and Horses, um, a very now gone dive bar that used to be on Sunset Boulevard. I confuse it for the pig and whistle and all the other and Irish the, animal and instrument. Yeah. <laughs> the harp and pig, yeah. the harp and bird. There's a bunch of them. What yeah. was the other one that was the bigger one? Cat and fiddle. Thank you. Animal instrument. Um, but, <laughs> but... 
at the Coach and Horses, I was, they showed up and they had been at a show. So, of course, by the time I was being introduced to Lynn, I was shit-faced. And she said she was wearing an Esprit shirt. And I turned, someone's like, oh, Karen, have you met Lynn Shargroft? And I turned around and I went, hi, Esprit. <laughs> she was like, I could not figure out if you were being mean or nice. And I'm like, yeah, that's how I get you. I like to ride that line. <laughs> I actually have known an Esprit. First name? Yes. Oh. She was a producer. We worked, uh, did some freelance stuff with Fuel. It's She's a producer editor, often known as the business as a predator. That's not true. It is true. That's the, that's the word we would use. It was a tongue-in-cheek fun, but a producer editor is a predator. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. It was a fun office. Uh, everyone oh, was in on it. It, was a, it wasn't behind anyone's back. It was a Fuel term. Yes. Got it. Yeah, because we were edgy. Sense. People are... Yeah, youth culture. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like Esprit was girl youth culture in the 80s, in the early to mid 80s, and slightly into the late 80s. Yeah, I this Esprit that I knew was born at a time where her parents possibly named her after the clothing, but I did not want to ask that. Or that could, her parents could have been French, and they were naming her after the word spirit. I think they were other other landly, yes. French Canadian, yes. French Canadian, yes. Um, Nova Scotian, Nova Scotian. Who else? Martinique. Maybe they, they could have been from Martinique. The cobblestone streets of a very European Montreal. A Montreal. Did you ever go to Montreal for the Just for Laughs festival? I did once, uh, writing for Wanda Sykes, um, but it is not. Uh, I was going to say it's not in Europe. But you meant it's European oh, right. built. No, it is a part of Canada that feels like you're in Europe. Yes. See, like, that's my bad habit. If you're going to talk about your bad habit of negativity, that's mine where I really love correcting people. And it's it's not a good habit. No, it's, I mean, I know that Canada is not in Europe. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I should know you know that. But when, because I had at the time never been to Europe, there's a part of old Montreal, I think it's called. Yeah. And it actually is very European. It and literally has cobblestone streets. Yes. Yeah. And uh, these Frenchmen let me get on uh, trapeze and swing. There was a net below it, but that's not in America. They would never let you just get on a trapeze. Were they from Cirque du Soleil? They, I think they dabbled in Cirque du Soleil like circuses. <laughs> well, they, but I think Cirque du Soleil is from Montreal originally. Oh, then they had to be. Yeah, right? And You weren't uh, asking any questions? You were just jumping on that tramp? Tra no, after our shows, uh, Chad Daniels and I, who's very funny, we should, we should have him one day on the, on the podcast. Absolutely. He and I went to a, like, a party and met these French clowns. And it was confusing to me because they had beards. And I'm like, Do you, doesn't the white makeup get in your beard? But uh, one of them, <laughs> they were buying us drinks and being very nice, kept bringing us drinks. And I was like, these clowns are so nice. And the next day, Chad got a call uh, from this after hours party and he said, your wallet is here, it's on the couch. If you want to pick it up, I see you have a flight at 8 a.m. tomorrow. Some of these clowns had picked his pocket and uh. used the money in his wallet to buy us drinks. 
That's amazing. Yeah, so it was hard <laughs> to be totally mad at them because they were delightful and they were doing backflips and stuff and they were great dancers and we were at like it was, people had masquerade masks. We were at like a French eyes wide shut party. That's very clownish yeah. to be like, would you like another drink? It's on us. Yeah, it's like, look, I made you a poodle. And then they, <laughs> as they grab his wallet. Uh, but and they get the credit for being yeah. wonderful hosts yeah. and pay for nothing. God, those clowns were nice. That is really funny. Where's my wallet? Shit. Yeah, it was great. Also, a, just great you saying an 8 a.m. flight, no thanks. That, I just I got always, upset. Like, I have to get on an 8 a.m. flight. Monday, my okay. flight to Missoula, 6 a.m. And that's the way I like it. I get there right around 9. Uh, it's also always cheaper to fly early. Oh, is that true? I think that's the reason. I'm always leaving at 6 a.m. That's the time no one wants to fly. Yeah. Lower prices. Just to uh, let you in behind the scenes of the flight pricing. Thank you. You're well. Yeah, I let people behind the curtain often to I the inner, it's inner workings. It's, it humanizes you, you know what <laughs> I mean? It makes people understand what you're like. Yeah. Yeah, I like to let people know that you might be sick on a boat, things like that. Mm -hmm. The inside scoop. You like to let people know of things they should look out for that you're scared of for yourself. Right. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. It's a good way to let people know your own fears. <laughs> yep. Yeah. By pretending they're the ones that are worried about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel man. like that's what we all do. I think I do do that a lot. I think everybody does. You can't just be sitting there stating your own fears like a fool. You have to be workshopping them as it's everybody's problem. Yeah, yeah. It's important to let my sweet 18-year-old nieces know that I'm worried about my career in my late 40s. Because <laughs> one day they'll relate. Yes. Yeah. Vacation, I mean, you can't just stop being yourself on vacation. No, no. Although I do try to be a... Chipper in the morning. Chipper? Hi, I'm 80. Uh, like, in, I'm, I've been in a good mood in the morning. I'm trying to, because normally I'm like, it's okay that I'm, like, not the funnest person right when I wake up. Yeah. But when you're around young people who are excited and positive about the world, you don't want to bring that to the table. So I've been trying to watch that. I feel like... A thing you need to give yourself credit for right now is that you're right on the like, like right on the cusp where you're aware of what you're doing and you want to change it which is like three quarters of the battle so being in a bad mood in the morning is sometimes a thing people can't control and feel very like tied to it and you're basically like I can control it and I'd like to which yeah. is a big step yes it's 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 a it's a form of uh, self therapy yeah yeah and self-regulation where ultimately it's like these kids here you know whatever you could be blaming anybody for your own bad mood in the morning and you're not you're oh, like no yeah i'm gonna try i'm gonna make an effort to make sure i don't ruin their vacation no they've they've been putting me in a good mood it, uh, like unshakable positivity is something i do not possess no, and even even when i was their age or maybe especially right so, well yeah, that's because you were made to be a crossing guard. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, I was worried about people's safety at a very young age. You were forced into the adult roles too early. I mean, I think that's also... Kids these days, 
just by human evolution are being raised better than we were. And therefore, they get to have all these kind of benefits that we didn't get to have. Right. I would love to correct people less. I would have also loved to have been picked up from fucking school every day. But that I didn't get to have that. That I've been thinking about it a lot. Like, where did I eat? Where did I get my money? Yeah. Was I really just, hey, can I come to your house for lunch and foraging through my friend's parents' freezer for frozen burritos? Like, I never had money on me. Right. Well, yeah, I think a lot, nobody did. And everybody forged through other, their friends' parents' house. Yeah. You literally sometimes chose whose house to go to based on whose mom bought the best groceries, right? Oh, yeah. It, coming from a house where carob chips were all I knew of chocolate, <laughs> when I go to a friend's house and they had cereal with a tinfoil bag inside, oh. like, why is this tinfoil? Oh, my God, you get to have a bowl of candy in the morning? I mean... You showing that root beer mug sticker. I remember being served root beer at dinner one night at my friend Andy Packard's house and being blown out the doors. Like, how is this happening? Have I gone to Las Vegas? Right. This is, <laughs> this is next level partying for like a seven-year-old. Yeah. Soda at dinner is like... Soda at dinner? A, soda at dinner is like a craps table till 4 a.m. for a kid. I didn't know I was having a slumber party with Caligula. What the fuck? <laughs> Are we going to eat some pheasant livers now? Just This is living. Meanwhile, my parents are like, if you want peanut butter, go mix it yourself. <laughs> In the peanut butter grinder? In the fucking, remember the old-fashioned, Laura Scudder's old-fashioned peanut butter that had a, literally an inch of oil at the top, and you had to mix it with a knife to get it yeah. sandwich ready. It's you pre-mix it. Was Laura Scudder, was it grandma's too? Wasn't there was grandma's or grandpa's? It was a net. There's just a whole world of natural peanut butter that came with three inches of oil yes. on top. With the, it was, and also it was very hard to mix, especially if you were a child. Yeah. But, you know, then if you don't want peanut butter, then you have to pick something else in the refrigerator of nothing. Yeah. That's why my sister and I ended up eating a lot of buttered toast. My dad always had the story of, like, they would say the threat if he didn't like what they were making for dinner. Do you want to eat at the neighbor's? And he always wanted to say, oh my God, yes, please. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> but I think it, 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 it was during a time where that he would get slapped. Yeah. In the face. Where that was hard. I mean, and that was two generations ago. Not, yes. not ancient history where it'd be like you'd ask for something and just get backhanded and that, that was just the understanding. Yeah. That's yeah. how you teach children. Yeah. Ugh. It was, I think we're in a better time when it I, comes to our youth. Oh, my God, we're going by that place I talked about. This is the vegan Reuben place. This is the little, I am incorrect, and I'd like to retract that. <laughs> that was someone's house. And if Crystal's we went literally there. literally pointing to, like, a random apartment <laughs> building where it's like, we, I don't think so. If we went there and asked for a vegan Reuben, we would pray it would be a comfortable, uncomfortable at best. Wait, you had a vegan Reuben? Yes, my my nieces are plant based and right? use no plastic. And, and you it's told inspiring. me that. Did you tell me this last time? And you're just pointing it out. I am repeating myself. No, no, I, no. I was asking because I didn't remember. I was. Yeah. That wasn't a. No, no. We. I swear it was near here, but it doesn't make any sense that it would be. That just apartment looked like a, <laughs> a sandwich walk-up window. That was almost kind of like. <laughs> 
when you're like a kid and you just want to be talking. So you're just like, that's a place I was at before. No, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> I really, it's, it's just on the heels of talking about going to a friend's house and rummaging through. <laughs> I really want to stop at a stranger's and ask for a vegan Reuben. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come <laughs> on, just old, whip one up. Old-fashioned peanut butter. Ooh, look at those. There's like vintage shirts. I wonder if they knit them charge a lot for them i wonder if they're vegan let's go to their house too there's the, there was kind of a great hello kitty shirt i was like mm, is that gonna be my style for the summer yeah <laughs> stop wearing all black and start wearing uh harajuku clothing that'd be kind of cool yeah i think we sh this is the summer that you start wearing neon and yes. dressing like you're in a wham video yay and i will adopt your goth look okay perfect <laughs> Which I also, trust me, there were entire years where I wore all black. It's so. just easy. It is. It's easy. And then if you get caught somewhere you don't want to be, you just tell people, I'm the stage manager. For Roy Orbison. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, friends, a uh, woman I dated years ago, her, her and her brother and her entire family lived in Malibu and they lived right next door to Roy Orbison oh. and they did not know that he was a musician at all. And before what? in that house, uh, Andy from Duran Duran lived there and they had, didn't wow. know what Duran Duran was. I think it was because they had older parents. Oh, okay. But they just said it was the neighbor named Roy. It wasn't until later and he had passed away that they found out it was Roy Orbison. Shit. Were Isn't they just that... like not intrusive or was it they just kind of weren't paying attention? I think it's, I don't know. I always wanted to ask a lot of questions, but I think that I would be embarrassing them if I kept saying, how did you not know who Roy Orbison was? How? How? Apparently he had a dog that also wore all black that would bite them a lot. No. <laughs> I don't that know. also that. wore all black. <laughs> yeah, he had a little uh, medallion, <laughs> just like Roy. You know what I was going to ask you, and Wayfarers. maybe we should wait until uh, our guest gets in the car, because it just made me think of when we were talking about anthropomorphic uh, animal illustration. Horse hands, yes. Uh, Jesus, the street is steep. It is. Um, it made me think... The great debate of would a horse wearing jeans have it like on the bottom half of their body, jeans legs being on the front legs and the back legs, and then it just goes up half the body? Or is it back half of the body where the jeans would be worn? Oh, a back half, yeah, because I'm already deciding there has to be a hole for that tail to come out. Through. Yep, good plan. Yeah. Although you could do it right under the tail, I guess, if you were going to do bottom half. I've done polar bears that play racquetball. I've done uh, turkeys for the turkey trot, running with humans. It used to be one of my specialties. But often it only came up because people were like, we want this animal doing this activity. And then they'd knock on my private door, dimly lit room, <laughs> where I was just drawing animals with hands. Not on your private door. This is not where our guests used to live. Right. Are we locked? Oops. Sorry. Sorry, that was me. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> I'm starting off on a terrible foot. <laughs> You've moved. I've moved. I'm at uh, your snowboard's in my garage. Oh. I gave Bridger a snowboard that 
Wait, uh, before you go into that, please introduce him. Oh, our guest, you know, from clubs and colleges throughout the country and from the podcast, I Said No Gifts, put your ears together for Bridger Weiniger. Oh, I'm getting the mic put on me as we speak. Here's what. Here's an interesting factoid. Um, our producer, Annalise Nelson, is Bridger's producer, Annalise Nelson, as well. I had no idea. I didn't think they would be here. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> you were... You were, we were going to dish about your other podcast, and now you can't write I'll your... be very quiet for the rest of the ride. <laughs> that's okay. Oftentimes, that's how our episodes go. Bridger, sorry really quick, but I've done it again with the charging of this car. Oh, you've got to be kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I, so I think we have to go and just get a little... A little zap from a supercharger on this side of town. We are at 16%. Well, if we're going to make it to Phoenix. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Let's just go. Let's go on that road trip we finally have <laughs> been talking about for years. It is so cold here. Let's go to Phoenix. <laughs> I am only comfortable when it's 115 with zero humidity. Yeah, uh, the heat. I've already been out in the heat. I went and picketed this morning. Oh, where? Over at Netflix. How was it? Uh, it was a riot. You know, it was... Uh, the first day of SAG being over there. <gasps> and so there's a ton of people? So many people. Yay! My sister and nieces are picketing right now. Oh, you're Just because they're pro-union. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. I love That's it. so hard work. Yeah. And I'm not there. <laughs> but I had a good reason. You have auditions. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of roles have opened up. <laughs> yeah. It's really... I, I've done so much networking at these, uh, you know, gatherings. Just, I bring headshots because <laughs> you never know when things are going to pick back up. I'm kidding, That's of right. course. That's right. It's yeah. very important. I hope that SAG strike. You know, the last time SAG struck, if I'm using that correctly, yeah. That's where residuals came from. Yeah, it was and, in the 60s. and health insurance. And the best part of SAG. Yes. It's the best insurance. Got Daddy a new hip. I'm sorry, I called myself <laughs> Daddy again. <laughs> I'd like to apologize to everyone. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's so monumental that SAG is striking with, or that everybody's striking together, and it actually could really change things. And UPS is going on strike, and nurses are going on strike, and a bunch of other people. There should just be a general strike. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. it feels so good that everyone's just saying not anymore. Yeah, yeah it is very important. And now we hope that uh, we don't all fold, just immediately <laughs> cave. I mean, it doesn't. It feels to me like Fran Drescher has no intention of caving. That speech, my God! Yeah. I only I watched it with the audio off. I can't remember why. It was during quiet time, but I <laughs> just I could tell by she just seemed so kick-ass. Whatever she was saying, I was believing it. Yeah, yeah. The way she truly channeled the way everybody feels right now. Yeah, in a way that I could not have expected. It was great because also it felt like she was hedging. Or like a couple months ago. Oh, right. Of course. So that was the worry is that it's like, well, we'll just always be divided and separate. And I think the entire nation is like, we're, we all need to be united because it's truly the 98.7% against those upper. Right. They're ready. Bags. They're ready Sad to, cats, I yeah. to push us into the grinder. Yeah. At the end of her serious speech, did she do her signature nanny laugh with a wink? <laughs> She should have. I think she earned that. But then you zoom in and there's a tear running down, (laughs) silently running down her cheek. Oh, that would be, I'd love to be in charge of that animation. (laughs) (laughs) 
this speech. Were you two big nanny watchers? Not one episode. I've never seen the nanny. I Nor have, have I. Either. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that the it was for me. Yeah, I don't. It I'm was not. I'm not quite sure who it was for. Children. Yeah. Was With it nannies. A, was it like a kids show? I think so. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I think so. And she'd always go, oh, Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> and Mr. Sheffield, I assume, was the father. I mean, I it may... I don't know if was it on prime time. I'm not sure, but I it was like definitely it. like kids in. Uh, it was just like Charles in Charge, where it's like oh, interesting. Kids are kids are the subject, and on all their conversations are child based. Right, the nanny's taking care of the kids. Yeah, I feel like I could get into it. Yeah, I think maybe it's time for I'm me to. Sorry, get I have to interject. That's not what the show is like at all. <laughs> God damn it! What is it? It's it's actually like the kids are like a side character. Sorry, They're I have killed like in the pilot. No, I love this. Nanny. Annalise, get in here. I have, it's one of my comfort shows. Actually, the writing is held up so well. It's so funny. What? The timing is timing is incredible. I'm it, not kidding. Is it kind of like Golden Girls in that way? Yeah, you should watch it. Okay, you I should will. watch it. This is great. What a discovery! The it's, it's actually a very incredible. It's a very sexual show. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's like her flirting with the dad the whole time. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. And she wears a lot of Moschino uh, blazers with mm-hmm. interesting <laughs> buttons, like bath knob buttons, and a lot of plaid, as I recall. But and no, I've never leopard, seen it. Leopard print. She said plaid? Well, also, yeah. I mean, look, we like, both have declared that we've never seen one episode, and then I went on to tell everybody how it is, <laughs> like what it's like. Yeah. Why am I like this? It's okay. I'm glad we got <laughs> corrected. Your correction got corrected. In real time and... Thank God, because you just, Annalise just solved a bunch of online back and forth that now we don't have to deal with. (laughs) Yeah, you had written a bunch of, with red pen on someone's homework, and Annalise (laughs) came and put a big X over what you wrote. I was was just sitting here waiting silently for someone to turn the car around, and I was like, I think it's me. I think it has to be me. Gotta do it. Gotta jump in. Okay, that's everyone's homework. It's for babies. No, it's not. <laughs> I think it's tell it's, it's dirty. I think it's programming for cats. Like you leave the house and you turn it on for your cat. Yep. I everyone, think we're right about I that. I think her voice is very lilting and quiet <laughs> and pleasant to listen to. And that's kind of the whole show. Ultimately soothing. <laughs> I wonder how much uh, the decision to make her president of SAG had to do with her voice. Yeah, because she could just get the message across. Yeah, it's a commanding. Cleanly and clearly. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm 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 considerate vote. Yeah, for real. Now I feel like I absolutely must just just to correct my ignorance. I think this is the Fran Renaissance. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She's back on the scene. This truly nothing could be better for someone's career than what's happening right now. True. And I'm not saying this is a cynical move on Fran's part. Right, no, this is not <laughs> Although, a career move. You never know. Maybe she's just way ahead of us in the game. But, uh, I mean, you give a speech like that, everybody's on your side. Yeah. Okay. Thank God. That's my other homework. I got to watch this speech with the sound on. <laughs> it's important when comprehending speech in general to be... Hearing it. Hearing it is yes. a big part of it. Did you yeah. watch the speech from beginning to end with no sound? <laughs> I just... So you're just using Fran Drescher for her appearance. I well, I could tell she was speaking with authority and that she has a very symmetrical, beautiful face. True. And that's all that I got. You know, the sound was off. <laughs> 
Oh. Oh, boy. If the right lane is closed ahead... Oh, how do you get how do, onto the freeway? How do I get... What about my needs? Yes. I would do... This street coming up, we're going to take a right if we can. I would do can. the thing where you rush to those cones in a panic <laughs> and then just turn on your blinker and throw your arms in the air repeatedly. I think we should all do it as a group. It's called doing it L.A. style. I'm oh. going to do what that guy's doing. Oh, because oh, you can. Oh, yeah, oh, you're open. See, Hello. I'm glad that we were patient. <laughs> Bridger, it is so hot outside. What are some tips for summer living that you that get you through these hot days. I am finally accepting the wetness. Mm. I'm wet by 11.45. (laughs) And then I'm just, I'm not doing anything about it. Yeah. I was so wet all of yesterday. (laughs) Went to the movies wet. Oh. And that, there was time for me to fix it up, but I just said, why? Yeah, forget it. There's no reason to, uh, this is how we all are. Yeah. It's like we're just in a sweaty Italian marketplace at all times. <laughs> There's legs of lamb hanging. Yes. So I'm just, that, for me, this is the first summer, I'm in the car, the air conditioning's on, it's doing nothing for me. Oh no. I mean, the cold is coming out, but my body's just not accepting it anymore. It's not gonna remain, adjust it. Yeah. Right, I remain hot. Yeah. <laughs> If you totally enjoy, in, enjoyed, in, if you enjoyed yourself in the cool air, and I think I'm using that word correctly, you would only be setting yourself up for disappointment later when yeah, you got second, out. The car door opens, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've known you long enough to know your hair a little bit. Is your hair wavier and curlier? My, uh, that's a good question. This is, we're currently in a dry heat. Mm-hmm. So right. my hair's okay. Right. But the moment that any level of humidity enters the picture, I, again, it's another thing I have to accept. Yeah, that was my, you talked about being wet all day. When I uh, lived in Austin, it was, I just realized, oh, everyone just is okay with this. You leave the house, you take a shower, your hair, my hair would stay wet all day. (laughs) Towels do not dry. And everyone just got used to it. You hugged people, their shirt would be ringably wet and I was just like I guess the, that's Texas and I assume your hair was really in ringlets it was huge right <laughs> it was huge ringlets yes it was it was huge ringlets at least each ringlet was a thousand hairs <laughs> yeah yeah I uh, sometimes what I are miss. you two doing with the heat I'm um considering wearing shirts that aren't black yeah, you know I'm just at least considering it. Yeah, right before we picked you up, we, we were talking about Karen wearing nothing but neon. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is going to be, as Chris described it, my wham summer. Yes. <laughs> Just, it, I am uh, going whale watching Saturday. Oh. So the boat will have a breeze and the way you know how boats are. You get down there by the ocean. Yeah. You've got a, at least a five degree temperature drop. I do not miss uh, living in uh, Marina Del Rey next to retired boat people (laughs) uh, who were only in their 30s but seem to be done with their careers and uh, because the Echo Park is much friendlier. Um, But I do miss, it's 15 degrees cooler there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. It has to be like 120 here to go to the beach for a warm beach day. (laughs) Yeah. 
It is true. That settles it. Let's go to the beach. <laughs> Welcome to this three-hour episode. Do you have a? <laughs> do you have something that you wanna? Um, give? show. Give. Well, I can't. Sorry, we're having a private conversation. <laughs> I told you they're rude. not mine to give. I stole them from my sister's oh, you're green just... Kate's spade bag. I thought the whole thing I thought I of you showing them to me was I'm going to give these. I know. These. Sorry, Bridger. We don't mean to fight in front of you. He doesn't like even this. like presents. Um, I do want to show you these just to see if they bring back childhood memories for you. But don't take them out. I stole them against my sister's will. Do you remember those? What? No. I mean, I, re I remember a, a scratch and sniff sticker. But that is a specific one, and I think it just speaks to a specific... I, I think it was my sister having those stickers. It was a window of time, and she went into a sticker store that was all brightly lit and colorful, like a candy shop with a soda jerk that, you know, <laughs> kids come in and t talk about their problems like they're at the bar. They have sticker versions of those places, and it was all stickers. That, it was just this. There would be stickers for all of us there that would bring back our childhoods. So were these? These are new, but built. Yeah, there's a QR code. So these these weren't made in 1978. I have to believe that there was a factory somewhere that manufactured these stickers, and then they just reopened it and turned on the printing presses and the smelling salts. <laughs> they look incredibly authentic. Yes. Yes, I, they are. I think they are. I In can, the back, there's popcorn ones. Yeah, I can kind of picture a cherry with a face. Are you looking forward to turning left into this congestion? <laughs> Listen, I've, this is my in and out. Yeah. This is what I go through weekly. Well, because there's a, a freeway on-ramp, right? That's what. Right. That's the congestion part, so, so we'll just have to power through. I mean, there's people getting out of their moving vans. <laughs> consulting others, and by that I mean getting in arguments. This is classic. We should turn on our dash cam. This is this is LA, baby. Um, oh well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the. Uh, I'm sorry for the jerk yes, around there. Me, here, for I'll, I'll so these do not belong to no, me. I'll be we had a whole conversation <laughs> that I misunderstood entirely at the top of this podcast. I that, know. Uh, I knew. I knew it would be confusing. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew what I was bringing to the table was was uh, problematic. Do any of us get to smell them? Uh, I guess. Just I'll slide the You better let out. him smell them. <laughs> the least you could do. Okay, give okay, that a whiff. Me, do not scratch. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to scratch. It's right there. Yeah, they are you. pungent. Borderline Annalise, have you smelled? Oh, Annalise, oh, you, you're fine. <laughs> I'm denying you. Okay, it smells very root beer. Yeah. It smells like root beer candy. Yes. It, it, which yeah. I hate. I know. That was the thing with these stickers. When I was a kid, I was very tactile, and I did want to lick them. <laughs> uh, but it's frowned upon. And as per your wishes, last time you did the podcast, uh, we promised we would go through a... St. Arbuck's drive through We've got to get a coffee. Yes, yeah. for sure. And we're, that's what we're doing right now. That's Not not right the second, because oh, we, we have to charge the car, remember? Oh, yes. Remember that problem? I'm getting ahead of myself. Well, we're going to sit in the car for a little while. Yeah. And we can talk about... Oh, yay. Oh, oh wow. wow. Here we go. This was way easier than oh, that our Tesla last experience. Thinks he's just going to back into it. Oh, yeah. you're kidding. What do we do now? Um, 
I don't know. Technically. Oh, they, is that what you're doing? They were here first. Yeah, they were. There might. I think there may be more up here to our left. This might backfire in the car behind us. See, at you're least welcome, give us old away. man. Oh. That's never gonna acknowledge that that's what I just did for you. Are we a hundred percent certain that wasn't Ace Ventura's landlord? <laughs> <laughs> I hear your birds in there, Ventura. I should have started a fight with that guy. I should have been an impressionist. <laughs> He did not even smile. No, no, no. We got out of the way so he could back in. That's L.A., baby. I, I'm afraid, and take no offense, I think that's Tesla people. Oh, could be. Interesting. Could be. Could yeah. be. What are you yeah. saying about our driver? <laughs> I am not. <laughs> just say it. I'm just saying it's a beautiful car, and it is convenient. But there is a certain uh, level, I think, of obligation that comes along with being a Tesla owner. Wouldn't you agree? Well, you know what it is? Mm -hmm. And this has already happened to Bridger and I. We were on our way to our friend's party out at the beach. And I just treat the, the charging of this battery of this car very haphazardly. I just <laughs> kind of act like it's not my problem, as if somebody else is going to take care of it. And The energy gods. Yeah. And so... When we, this day, Bridger showed up and then when I, I went out into my car to get something and then realized that my battery was way too low to drive out all the way out to the beach. So when Bridger arrived, I was like, oh, hey, can we take your car? Cause my, my battery's not charged. And he was like, oh, mine isn't either. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we had to then sit there and charge my battery for as long as we thought it would take, get to the beach, go to the party. And then afterwards, find a Tesla charging station out there. So the fact that that just happened like a month ago and I just let this happen with Bridger as the guest is, it's pretty humiliating. No lesson has been learned. <laughs> Not in the least, almost the opposite. It's funny cause I do want to get an electric car. I've been talking about it, but I'm, I'm still someone that drives around until I'm in the red with my gas gauge. So I, maybe I just need to change my personality. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Well, it's just a planning ahead thing because the charger is in my garage, so it's not hard. Right. It's just like... Oh, yeah, of course. I left the car out of the garage. Guys, who cares, really? Look, that spot's opening up. Oh, no, he's simply not. adjusting. He's readjusting again and again. Look at this row. There's like a 30 of them. Where do we think all these people are? Are they all in their car? Yes, they're all in their car. Because wow. this only takes... 10, 15 minutes, depending on how oh, much really? you have to charge. That was oh, yeah. going to be my next question. How long are we going to be doing this? That's not bad. It's not bad. It's just not ideal. But what we're going to do is we're going to dig deep into Bridger's childhood. So what we know <laughs> right now and for starting today, your worst Christmas was when you were seven. And why? Why <laughs> well, was that? Well, both of my parents died that night. Yep. <laughs> which was, I mean, we still celebrated. <laughs> But it was a it was a speed bump in the day. Yeah. Yeah. They, if I remember correctly, they both were dressed like Santa Claus, and they were caught entangled in the chimney. They couldn't. Uh, they got in an argument over who was going down the chimney first. <laughs> right. Aww. Yeah. We found them there, kind of suffocated. <laughs> we're just, Aww. of course, talking about a deleted scene from Gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember in Gremlins? That's there's a serious yes. scene where he, uh, Phoebe Cates described. That's why her how her father passed. But isn't really? it? It yes. wasn't deleted. I thought. I thought that no, really No, that part happened. was in there. But yeah. the, the the dueling parents, who's going to be get caught in the chimney first? <laughs> that, they found that uh, they replaced that with the gremlin being tossed in a blender. I think. Yeah. Okay. For time. 
Yeah. <laughs> These lines weren't painted all that well. No, that doesn't indicate anything. No, not really. That's for a bicycle. I think we're okay. Yeah, we're okay. I will consult the list. There was some, uh, let's get back to this topic. We have, we have reminders of what we talked about last time. Hold on, I have to jump out and charge this car. Okay. Get it charging. I will. Do not gossip about me. <laughs> we will not. Guys, now I know you will. Speed gossip. <laughs> okay, we talked about you getting interrogated for stealing from work. You didn't do it. That was concluded. <laughs> Case has been reopened. <laughs> did, we, did we get to the bottom of the Pepsi Tasty Awards? Oh my God. <laughs> Pepsi. Thank you. Need that be revisited? The last time, that was the big event in my day last time. I had uh, received, I believe, an email from Pepsi Tasty Rewards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and did you follow up? Did you get your reward? I've, I entered the club, I mean, how long has it been? A year and a half? Two years? Oh, yeah. really? Wow. I've seen everything the Pepsi Tasty Rewards have to offer. Like what? Oh, I mean, the politics, the infighting. <laughs> The gala, the yearly gala. <laughs> Did you go to the Pepsi dance? <laughs> who, who are you going to ask for the Pepsi dance? What are you wearing? Just a t-shirt with Pepsi stains. I mean, truly, does is it like camel cash where you you could buy shirts and hats and then move your way up in the points system? That's my feeling. I just don't know where or when they got my information. Hmm. I don't, uh, I mean, maybe it was years and years ago and they finally decided that was the time to strike uh, because, or somebody gave them my email as some sort of, hilarious you know, prank. revenge. Oh, oh. Or hilarious prank. Yeah, sometimes, and I've never done it, where you can get free stuff if you simply sell out one of your friends and give their email. <laughs> I've never done that. The, before email, I think the thing was to sign people up for like uh, karate dojos. They would have the little boxes in. At least this is what happened in Utah at a restaurant, like on top of the garbage can on your way out. You could sign up for karate lessons. Oh. And for, or for a free lesson, I believe. And you would sign up a friend and say, enjoy. Yeah, and then they would be repeatedly contacted by the dojo. By like, some get sort down of here. Sensei. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We had a landline when I lived with Tig, and it would occasionally ring, and it was always a telemarketer of some kind. And David Huntsberger would always pick up, anytime it rang, he'd pick up the phone and go, karate school! <laughs> <laughs> and then I would make uh, grunting noises in the background. It was just a fun thing we did. You gotta have fun. <laughs> Bridger, there's a um, all-you-can-eat sushi bar over to our left right now. Is that something you would be a part of? Yeah. I, if I'm eating sushi, I want it controlled. I want to know each piece has been looked at and mm. inspected. Yes. I don't want it. I cannot be sitting in a tray. Right. And I don't know that that's what they're doing, I, but they probably are. Yeah, I've been to a few sushi places, and I do like the novelty, but where it's on like a conveyor belt, like a train track throughout the restaurant. Oh, yeah, very fun. And you p point out what you want as it goes by. Yeah. They have, have one of those in San Francisco, and it's, um, you sit at, it's kind of like you're sitting at a bar, but it's much wider, and a, it's a little river that goes in front of you, and then the sushi is on little boats and it, that go by. Wait, it oh, was boats? actually floating? Yeah, there's like a, I guess from memory, and uh, I don't really remember well because I was 
almost blackout drunk in this sushi bar and I don't eat sushi. So I went there with some comic after a show and it was truly like we were having a conversation, but I would just kind of come to every once in a while and be like, this place is crazy and then go away again. <laughs> how I lived a lot of my life, but it was so like the design and the enjoyment of that kind of like being brought sushi on a little boat that had a sail it's just the cutest oh, thing of all time. Yeah. That's how they all should be. Yeah. yeah. You know, I love miniatures. And if there's tiny raw fish involved, come on. I will be in the line that has formed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Karen, you don't eat sushi, but Chris, would you eat, do an all you can eat sushi? I definitely would, yeah. Interesting. I trust uh, most sushi because I think even. Like, if you go to a fancy place on the beach here in California, I think there's a misconception that the fish came from the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> but usually, I think it's flash frozen and sent from the same place that you would get sushi in Montana. That's incorrect. It is incorrect? I don't know. Annalise, how about you give us the real answer? This has got to be a case-by-case -case thing, doesn't <laughs> it? Because I've had great sushi in Montana. I've had great sushi in Utah. Yeah. It's just flown in. It's 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 this flash freezing process. It's state of the art, Karen. But why would they be flying something in from Montana that's know. right I'm making 10 this, feet away? I'm making it up. <laughs> <laughs> but it isn't. Yeah, sushi here, it's not like if you're getting uh, certain tunas, none of them, I can't remember their names now, all the Great. tunas I've met. It's not from between here and Catalina. It's also from Hawaii. So no matter where you live, or, you know, if you get lobster, it's from Maine. It's not from the Pacific. Some of the fish is from here, sure. Some of it's caught by men on the on the wharf. I mean, I just don't... I don't want to argue anymore. I'm we've so been, exhausted. We've raised our voices a lot. <laughs> so exhausted. I'm sorry you've seen all these fights, Bridger. But the idea that the fish isn't coming from the Pacific Ocean... I, I just want to stand up as a soul, as a lone West Coaster and say bullshit. Well, it's just, it's far enough away that they can't go with it with raw fish for several hours. It is, it is immediately flash frozen. But it is, it is fresh. Freezing is like freezing a fish in time. <laughs> but it, it's still <laughs> Yeah, that's what we don't, it, you know, most sushi is at one, at one point frozen. It looks like it comes from all over. So some does come from the Pacific, but some comes from the Atlantic. Yeah, yeah some, it's, some. Yeah, it's, I it's, it's, it depends on the restaurant. From, yeah, and the yeah. type of fish, right? I mean, yes. I don't know what fish swim where. That's none of my business. But <laughs> uh, there must be something different in the Atlantic that some rich person wants to eat. Yeah. Right. Right. On the beach in California. Yeah, yeah. the the uh, those orange eggs are more plentiful. I've never had know. the orange eggs. I've, I I uh, I can't remember what it's called. Caviar. Yeah, it is a basically. It's a caviar. different, but it has a different name. Roe. Roe. Ro, thank you. You're mm. both you gently with mm. the answer. Mm. <laughs> mm -mm. I would eat all you can eat. But it's. I grew up without sushi, uh, having access to it, and I didn't have it until I was in Bend, Oregon, just snowboarding, and I also didn't know what wasabi was. And of course, all my friends. I was like, "What's this green stuff?" And they're like. It's dessert. You should take a giant spoonful of it. No. And I put so much of it in my mouth that I did have to take care of things outside, publicly <laughs> on the street. Mm -hmm. yeah. Separately It's a publicly. fun prank. That's horrible. Yeah. They weren't good friends. <laughs> Wait. 
Bridger, when you grew up in Utah, did you have a, a franchise called JJ North's Grand Buffet there? No. Chris? The buffets we had were hometown buffet. Okay. Ponderosa. Was that like a Western theme? That yeah, I think I had a light Western theme. Okay. Yeah. I think those were the two big ones. Okay. JJ North's Grand Buffet. They had it in Sacramento, and it was a building that was one story with no windows. And it said J.J. Norris Grand Buffet on the outside. And then basically inside, it was the biggest buffet they could put out. So it literally had everything. And people would go there. It, I think a lot of people went there like after church on Sunday and stuff. Mm. But it was like, it was wild. And we, we would talk about it a lot because we'd drive by it a lot when I went to college in Sacramento, but no one ever went inside because it was like, what, why would there be no windows? You can't see people eating. It's not a normal restaurant. Like they've kind of just blocked it all in. But like that, I think people who love and attend buffets, that one was like the Valhalla of, of all of them because it was gigantic. Well, so they didn't want anyone else to be allowed to even gaze upon the food unless you were a fan. I get, or unless you're going to pay that money. Right. Yeah, so in a, it was more of an elite buffet. It's not J.J. North's famous buffet. No. No. It was a one-percenter buffet. I'm not a big buffet guy, and, and Bridger, are you a big buffet person? You seem like you're health conscious. With you know. all you can eat at this point, it doesn't make any sense to me. Every meal I right. eat, I, I eat every <laughs> element until I'm sick. Right. <laughs> so it's not, I, I don't need to go around a, the thing and dump it on a plate. So I know someone will bring it to me and I will eat it and be sick. So uh, I don't understand the, the like, it feels to me like self-torture. Yeah. 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 Th it, they're not that much more affordable than a regular restaurant. I think you're paying basically the same price if as though you're going to a restaurant because they obviously need to pay for all of your mashed potatoes. Right. But. So I would rather just get the one big plate of food and take care of myself. Yeah, yeah. and that's what I do. The, 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 the good thing is that you can have a little taste of everything. I love that. I love each bite to be different. So I understand <laughs> buffet. I just am not a big fan of the behind the sneeze guard. There will be, uh, you know, chocolate pudding and right next to it, someone has ladled the ranch across it. So there's a <laughs> white racing stripe on, like, uh, there's too much con uh, contamination. Yeah. I don't, yeah. That's true. And the uh, little bite of everything doesn't make any sense to me. It's just confusing. I like 15 different quadrants on a plate. No. <laughs> yeah. I, th I agree with Bridger where I think I need my meal to be themed internally. And if, it, if, if you leave it up to me, there will be a waffle on that plate <laughs> along with something, a T-bone steak or whatever. Like, I'll just do it weird and bad, making bad decisions in the moment all the way down the buffet. You don't want to be in charge of those decisions. A professional should do it. I can't be, because it'll be waffles, mac and cheese, like all bad decisions. Yeah. Just building a puzzle for your stomach. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for your Solve emotions this. to work out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> assemble, assemble these thousand pieces inside your torso <laughs> and suffer. <laughs> yeah. What What is your dream restaurant experience, Bridger? And then Chris, second. Yes, for me, a dream restaurant experience is just an incredible, a lovingly made burrito, mission style oh. burrito, mm. which is almost impossible to find in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. I need it to be a burrito that you can, when you stop biting it, you can set it on the plate and it stands on its own. Yeah. Right. Without it having to be wrapped in tin foil. Right. Yeah. And, 
just a cozy atmosphere. I don't need anything more than that. <laughs> okay. Maybe a checkered tablecloth and, oh, a soda fountain that I can get, you know, just poison myself with Diet Coke. Yes, for sure. What? I thought you were a Pepsi boy. I've I, I may belong to the rewards club, but I do not drink the product. <laughs> It's a little too sweet, isn't it? I, you know, I will reluctantly drink a Pepsi, a diet Pepsi. Yeah. Karen and I go over this all the time. I, and I don't mind it, but I will take the diet Coke first. Yeah. That's why I have to buy both. Or uh, when Bridger comes over, he will absolutely stop talking to me. <laughs> if I offer only diet, DP, as I like to call it. I will pull the fridge over, just <laughs> yank it out of the wall. <laughs> Food oh, everywhere. Oh, dare you. Okay, I'm going to leave us charged at 50%. Yeah, that seems we're safe. We're just going to go for it. That, All right. that means we can go 150 miles if what I know about a Tesla is correct. Okay, cool. Now I pull out my gun and say, don't stop driving. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this very special episode of Do You Need a Hijacker? <laughs> yeah, I love at, there's a burrito place in Denver called Illegal Pete's, and when you order them, they actually ask if you want it mixed. Because so many oh. burritos, you like bite in, it's like, well, that's where the cock and gun shot the sour cream, and you can, <laughs> yes. but they do a good job of like mixing it in there. They like massage the ingredients. See, this to me, I need an in-between with a burrito, because I do like getting to a part of the burrito where I'm like, oh, that's a new flavor, the guacamole, now I'm in that section and I've earned it. You're right, <laughs> yeah, and each bite's a little different. Right, and they kind of slowly soak together. If it's all mixed, the imagery is a little gross for me. It's a little pre-digested. Well, I think my dream uh, restaurant is, is pretty... I, there's a place called El Compadre right by my house, and I know my sister who's visiting right now is going to like it, so tonight I'm going to go to El Compadre and eat a giant plate of Mexican food, and I'm going to eat all the beans and rice as well. Enchiladas, what else is happening on the plate? I mean, there is going to be, a, you know, I like a little bit of everything. I'll probably get a combo platter. There will be an enchilada, sure. But will there be a crunchy taco? You're goddamn right. And uh, and I don't know. Probably too many chips and salsa that I'll have at the beginning that Got will to. spoil the meal. Karen, what's your dream restaurant? Dream restaurant. I mean, I think you're right. Like, Mexican restaurants are the atmosphere I'm looking for when I go out to dinner. I don't, when a place is like fancy or the tables are close together and everyone's being quiet, it makes me nervous. And I, it makes me like, Ugh, you know, whereas a Mexican restaurant, you you always are loving what you're having, or at least I am. Chips and salsa is one of my favorite things to eat. It really is. It's just a, a great, and that combined with a diet Coke, oh is the greatest. I love any dip and any chip. <laughs> any combination of anything. Yeah. Hummus, you bet. I'm a big, Rye big wafer. Yes. <laughs> I love it. But I'm yet, a Mexican restaurant, you're allowed to be yourself. I'm going out to eat to enjoy myself. <laughs> yes. Not to feel uncomfortable. You're allowed need, to be yourself you, like Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, like I need to be have speak in a loud voice, have loud laughter be happening mm -hmm. the entire time and not feel like you're somehow de classe. Like all and then it's also sometimes just if you're having a dinner that might be awkward or stifled, 
a Mexican restaurant makes you feel like everything's working out just fine. Exactly. What are your thoughts, though, on suddenly a band coming and playing tableside? Oh, um, I put up with it. Yeah, I smile and uh, urgently pay for them to please leave. <laughs> <laughs> but I love music, but I don't, for some reason, I don't want it loud uh, while I'm eating. I don't know what that is about, because I can't control dancing. It's... You're combining two things that don't necessarily... It's like if you were at the bar and a mariachi band walked up, it's great. You're getting drunk. That's all perfect. Yeah. But while you're, like, trying to, you know... <laughs> you have food on your, your face. <laughs> yes. That's why I like El Compadre, because these guys are so good, and they harmonize. They've obviously been playing together for a long time. It's beautiful music. They're just really good at it. And they have a stage. And so everyone goes up, everyone claps after each song. Yeah. They they put, there's a giant tip jar that everyone should be uh, noticing. And you can put, you can pay them that way. It's, I like it. It's yeah, I think favorite. ultimately I just don't like to be a captive audience. Right. Ever. Yeah. Ever. In any mm -hmm. situation, I should be able to look away, do my little thing. <laughs> We've Recharge. All, yeah. We've all heard groans when they announce in a coffee shop that there's going to be comedy. Yeah. Oh. That's you, the worst. I hate starting a set with, I'm sorry, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> it's unfair to everyone in that situation. Yeah. We it, used to, there used to be a show at the Borders Books on La Cienega. And oh, no. So people are trying to read? Yes. And oftentimes <laughs> oh. it would be like students from, you know, somewhere nearby trying to get their homework done. And it and it just is like the most. It's so invasive. It's not a. It, it's not a bar. It's like suddenly it's a quiet bookstore, and you're like, "Hey, everybody, guess what? It's Tuesday night." Like, oh, what no. a nightmare. That's worse than a college show in a cafeteria because at least, you know, they're there because they didn't look at the schedule. It's kind of on them to know there's a comedian on Wednesday right. named Karen Kilgariff. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I uh, was recently shushed during uh, the opening band at a concert. <laughs> really? Look, I understand. We need to be respectful to the performer. Sure. Of course. Were you in a jazz club? We were at the Greek last row. Jesus. <laughs> Outdoors. We were not talking actively. There was an occasional sentence exchanged. Then we're shushed and have to remain silent through the entire opener. No. No one know. should have to do that. Who shushed you? Oh, someone who my friend said looked like they were on a journey. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it's a relative of somebody in the opening band. Who gives a shit about the opening band? That's that's the weight the opening band carries is no one's going to be quiet for your set. Right. You have to earn the attention. Yeah. If you're not good enough, people are going to chat. Yes. And also, if this is a family member, that opener got them the worst seats in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, someone's back there fighting for the love of someone that doesn't love them back. Exactly. That's sad. That, and the Greek is, I, I'm going to admit I've never seen a show at the Greek, but it's a big venue. Them uh, calling you out is very strange. Very odd behavior, and it colored the rest of the, the experience. Yeah. Did they literally, did they go like, hey, you, white shirt? <laughs> no, they turned around to the two of us and said, I came here to listen to music. Okay, here's where I'm a bad listener. I really thought it was the band shushing you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>
That, I was like, there's no way this happened. I got to keep talking about it. I thought the band stopped and said, hey, third row, I'm trying to play my music. Hey, last row, we're really sensitive. Okay, so anything I... He his binoculars. <laughs> I, I knew it! Anything I said up till now probably made no sense. I really thought it was the band. Okay. It felt like uh, you were tracking conversationally. I didn't notice anything was up. Okay, well, I'm selling myself out. I'm getting a feeling from... And I could be wrong because I don't leave my house that much. But out and about, I think people are used to a level of, I think they're doing shortcuts to connection through negative experiences because that's all they're having, like online. Right. And so fighting and expressing your exact need to the person behind you without thinking through the fact that that person could absolutely kick you in the back of the head <laughs> for the next two hours. Like that kind of shit is like no one is it. it people are seem to be very short sighted about stuff like that these days. That is it's so true. Very odd to me. But it made me think of, we were at the Hollywood Bowl to see the Dalai Lama way back in the day. What was he playing? <laughs> it was all acoustic. It was amazing. Um, mostly Bob Dylan. Um, and this woman, it was like, you know, a couple people spoke first and then he came out and it was like the hush was over the crowd. And there were these people that were near us that had a baby that was like three years old. Mm -hmm. And the a, a big old hawk flew over the top, it, you know, through through the sky and grab the baby and <laughs> oh, good. thank god and the, ba the baby went ooh, like that oh, and this great. woman whipped around and was like you need to hide that baby no <laughs> for the dalai lama oh, my god. oh no and i could not stop laughing i was like laughing so hard i was crying where i'm like ma'am ma'am go back to step one you're not doing <laughs> buddhism right at all wow yeah it was crazy and in such a quiet atmosphere to be that loud about your problem. That alone is horrifying to yes. me. Regardless of what your issue is, I don't want to stand out in that crowd. No, not at all. And yeah, you're the overreactor at the Dalai Lama jam. Like, <laughs> what are you How, doing? Did everyone notice that? And did she notice the reaction, which I'm sure wasn't everyone on her side? Um, I hope she was embarrassed. The parents of the baby kind of like smiled and were like, <laughs> you know kind of were like, yeah, it's a baby. And I think other people, I, I feel like I remember screaming, it's a baby. Um, <laughs> okay, I'll keep going. <laughs> You'll enter the drive-thru oh. in a weird spot. Okay. Oops, oops. That guy almost leapt in front of your car. Right here. Oh, right there. Okay. Oh, there? Yes, it's so confusing. Are you fucking kidding me? It's a little bit of a magic portal. Okay. <laughs> You're going to want to take a left into these palm fronds <laughs> covering an entryway. It's not going to work, but you're going to have to try it. <clears throat> it's a faith oh, exercise. Shit. Oh, shit. Uh -oh. Thanks, sir. Oh, he turned Thank on you. his sorry. I'm annoyed lights. Oh, <laughs> no, they were already on. <laughs> Hi. Thank you. Hi, sorry. Enjoy your chemicals. We didn't know about the portal. <laughs> So is this, what, could we call this your home Starbucks? This is not, but I, I'm frequently at this Dave's Hot Chicken. And oh, so okay. I've observed. I've got a feeling for the neighborhood. <laughs> nice. That guy seems really happy. I know, he's happy I didn't hit him with my car. Yeah, he's so excited that he didn't get run over. Okay, Bridger, you can get anything worth up to $4. <laughs> so good luck. Any version of a cold brew, so I don't care. <laughs> oh.
anytime I try to treat myself to a coffee treat, I just remember, oh, I like the taste of coffee. Yeah. What, what did I th think was going to happen? I was going to enjoy this more than the thing I love? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay, what size would you like? Whatever is up to $4. <laughs> I'll take the biggest under $4 drink I can get. Um, okay. I'm nervous. Should I order my controversial beverage? What is it? Well, Annalise said that they would order it if you didn't order it. Okay, so. Annalise, do you want to be the one to bite the... Okay. Thumbs up. You wait till you hear this, Bridger. You're oh going to flip your lid. I'm going to exit the car. Are you doing it? Or is Annalise doing it? I will order it. Okay. But I'm also <laughs> going to get just a cold brew. As a backup? Yes. And Karen, what are you getting? I'm going to get an iced mocha, I think. Oh, very nice. Simple, uh, like a step above a coffee. It's a bit of a treat because I have my treat obsession where I always need to have a treat mm -hmm. for some reason. <laughs> because people wouldn't pick me up from school when I was growing up, <laughs> I think. Would a tiny little cake pop make you feel better about that? I thank you <laughs> for this suggestion. I don't like those. They're not I for think me. they're weird. Because they're too doughy? They yeah. seem like they're not done? Yes. Yeah, I didn't like it at first, and I learned to love it. <laughs> you just forced yourself? Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I, I realized one day this is just how they make them. I must be wrong. <laughs> all, the, all, the, all the patrons that have ordered cake pops up and told me it couldn't have been wrong. It's probably me. Wow. Yeah, I'm a follower. Okay. To me, the texture is a little Mr. Ed, uh, where <laughs> your mouth is suddenly just mashing and you don't know how to get it down your throat because it feels like you should swallow immediately, almost. Yeah. But you have to kind of chew it. You have to so, muck it around and pretend like you're a talking horse. Gum it and gum it, yeah. yeah. It's not the feeling for Every me. time I put it in my mouth, I go, Wilbur. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he said? Yep. I don't I know. I so. watched that less than the nanny. Hi. You want you want your cold brew iced, right? Oh, I would love it. Um, can I get an iced grande cold brew? Two of them. Two of those, please. Can I also get um, a grande iced mocha, but just with one pump of chocolate in it, please? Here we go. Um, also, can we get? A, oh, go ahead. I'll I'll do it. it can I get a? Uh, grande iced coffee that's half iced coffee and half lemonade. That's all. That's it. Your part was over. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but did you notice how normal she's... Oh, she, she she's did like, not even... Is this... Did someone oh. learn this from TikTok? This feels like... <laughs> I wanted a coffee, but I also had golfed the other day, so I wanted Ar Arnie Palmy. And... Uh, I thought, what if there's a coffee version? Because really, it's just black tea and, and lemonade. So why not get the coffee? And because the black tea barely has a flavor. Yeah. I'm excited about this. And so is the, the employee. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to round out the story. So Chris got this idea. And then I, of course, argued him because it's my favorite thing to do. Yes, where I was yes. just like, it's not done. It's disgusting. <laughs> Don't do it. And then, uh, but then we asked the guy at that Starbucks hey, is that something anyone orders? And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then we're like, great, we'll just have the order we ordered. But then today oh. she was like... <laughs> she was like, I don't give a single shit what you people are doing. I think it was more oh. of that feeling. But Chris, oh. you have had this before. No, I haven't. Oh, okay. No, well, we made I, it up. Oh, interesting. So now we're going to have a taste test. Fascinating. Yeah. And if it's terrible, do you really want it, Annalise? Or? I'll take it. <laughs> 
<laughs> but you want to try it, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I think we all have to try it. Okay. Give me a sip. I'm very excited. Did you say, I'll be sick? <laughs> well, I will, but I said, give me a sip. Oh. It's, it's going to ruin need, my day. So I can be sick, he said. Give me a sip so I can be sick. Part of me is very excited. I, I mean, I think this is a great idea. <laughs> I can't. This is borderline viral, I think. <laughs> Don't you? Yeah. This really does feel that way. I'm going to have my name on the menu because this is going to take off. <laughs> Would you like a Chris Fairbanks, they'll say? <laughs> oh. And they'll say, oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I have to continue eating in this lifetime. Hey, people getting <laughs> discovered, the stories have been weirder than this. This is my big break, everyone. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> I'll take that. Ram. Here's. I, mean, I think one more, coffee. right? Um, oh, right. I think we oh, just no. got. Because Annalise minutes. didn't order anything. Oh. Oh. Right? Yeah, I'm going to take his, his. If he doesn't like it, I'm going to take it. Oh, got do you, it. Do you mind if I try it? Please. Okay. We're good to go. Okay. Am I please, I said. I mean, not at all. <laughs> I mean, it tastes like. A citrus cold brew. I forgot that I've had that many times. What? I, where have you had that? Um, He's at lying. the He's coffee lying. place near my place. It's yeah, citrus cold brew. It's the same as this. And uh, are they just I just realized I've had it before. Like an orange juice in the coffee? Can I do mind if I try? Here. Well, that just to me tastes like lemonade. It, it's kind of good, right? It's just a. I forgot about this because when I first got a citrus cold brew from the. Uh, street level cafe in Echo Park, I had never heard of it. And I fully enjoyed it. And that's just a more lemony, of course, version. But you don't know quite how they're making it. I think it is uh, just coffee and they pour some citrus in there. Interesting. Some syrup. What do you think, Annalise? I think it's actually quite refreshing. Oh. Can I have it, please? I'm sorry, Karen. Give it to me. I'm sorry that I'm going to be famous. Everybody. <laughs> this is the official. Every, everybody shut up. <laughs> mm. Guys. Yeah? No. <laughs> you don't like it? No. Okay. <laughs> this is the most bitter it's so bitter. <laughs> you like it. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought it was okay too. But it is not it is not an Arnold Palmer no. name that's hard for me to say. I did not realize I've had a citrus cold brew before. I just feel like that's so um it's all like acidic. There's no Right. Oh interesting. You're right. worried about what happens in the body. Acid. Double acid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and on the tongue. Right. Not, not totally pleasant. Should we have also ordered some Pepto-Bismol? Maybe just a hint. <laughs> Can I have a kiss of Pepto-Bismol <laughs> on my stuffing? <laughs> Can you drizzle that on? A Pepto-Bismol drizzle on top of that beverage would just take care of the problem it's causing all at once. <laughs> I'm good. Do you really want that? No, I'll take it. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> Annalise is into it. Oh, God. I'm going to be on the menu, everybody. I don't know if I'd order it again. Oh, okay. <laughs> Guys, Bye. That, this is a no. This is a no <laughs> that you're soft peddling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't want to keep it. You're not turning your cold brew in. I know. I do. I do. I, I will drink it. I, 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 I did it, that's enjoy That's what everyone it. says when they love something. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh, I will. If you make me, I will. I don't care what anyone says. I consider this a victory. <laughs> For Annalise. <laughs> I think everyone, I think all of our dear, dear listeners should go order that drink. The Fairbanks. Yes. Go to your local Starbucks or whatever. Order the Fairbanks. Explain to them what that means. If, if they look at you like you're crazy, just say, a citrus cold brew. And I think that, I swear, I think that that's kind of known in the coffee community. But a co- but originally this idea was based in a coffee Arnold Palmer. Yes. So mm-hmm. it, ha- it would, ha- citrus cold brew, I would love to know what's in that compared to what a coffee Arnold Palmer is. Right. Is it the same? I, well, I, much like when Edison stole from Tesla, he thought that he was coming up with original ideas. <laughs> or it was sinister and he was actually stealing. I was not actually stealing from the uh, street level cafe. I no. forgot. I, I thought I was organically coming up with a golf caffeinated beverage, <laughs> golf themed. To me, when you say citrus cold brew, I feel like it's going to be citrus essenced. We're right. not going to have just dumping lemonade in there. I almost wish uh, the last few times I did have it that it was uh, a little more essence and not half coffee, half gelatinous sweetener in the bottom. Uh, yeah, it's, he's made good ones and he's made ones that are a little too on the sweet side. Yeah, because it's like if you boiled it down to just the sweetener, then you wouldn't have the lemonade. Mm-hmm. You're not fighting the uh, acidic lemonade thing. Right. I feel like it is... A better, Different in yeah. that way. Yeah. I mean, in general, orange is less acidic than lemon. Sure. I think I'm correct. And sweetener is less acidic than lemonade, I would say. Yes. Yes. And which citrus would you put creamer in? That's, oh. Ooh, I guess that's orange question. juice? Yeah. yeah. Are we talking like a c- c- creamsicle? A cream. Yeah, or an, an orange dreamsicle. whip. Oh, boy. What's an orange whip? Or, no, is that what it's called? It's that uh, gas station beverage that's like uh, orange. It's like whipped orange juice. I mean, it doesn't taste like orange juice at all, but it's like an, it has a little, kind of like the little scratch and sniff sticker. It has an orange face, orange blast, orange whip. I don't know. Orange Julius? No, it's kind of, it is kind of like a thin orange Julius. For an entire year of uh, drinking, I was ordering Uh-oh. vanilla vodkas with orange juice, <sighs> and it sounds awful. Yes, but it this just happened. This, this just happened, and they left. Both no, they're parties. right there, and the, they're in the shade. Wow! Why would that happen during the middle of the day? A car was diagonally smashed into a part. Like that had to be malicious. Trying to drive them off the road. Wow. Um, yeah, it sounds bad, but it tasted just like a dreamsicle. It was great. I love a creamsicle. I have to say, typically, mm-hmm. no to dreamsicles. Oh, interesting. I don't love sticking vanilla on fruit and being like, this is also a dessert. <laughs> oh, will you go grab that copy of Hop on Pop that's sitting there at the bottom <laughs> of that dead end sign? <laughs> what the fuck? Who left this here? Is that someone's library book? Well, I guess kids may be walking, but someone thought they would appreciate that. Maybe. Maybe it's a route for kids going to school. What if it's down a, by this busy road? It's child bait. Yeah, it's tied to a string. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a crate hanging from that tree. <laughs> it, are you a big fan of that car right there, Karen? It's it seems BMW like BMW the, 2002. 
if, if not all that's a, that's a mid 90s uh, that's a car that she had in moonlighting Sybil Shepherd. Sybil Shepherd drove that in Moonlighting. Oh. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's her apartment. I let's go. <laughs> Sybil! Sybil, <laughs> let us in. We love you. We love the soft lens shots of you slow motion turning your head when Bruce Willis says something catty. Oh, oh Sybil, please come out of your little apartment. <laughs> Bridger, are you comfortable talking about the class you're taking right now? I'm taking a screenplay class just as a way to have some accountability to write this movie I've been wanting to write. Oh, mm -hmm. that's great. Ten I... weeks, this guy Tim Neenan, everyone goes crazy for him. He's, How about you? Uh, I'm having a wonderful time so far. Oh, good. Only two weeks in, but it, I mean, it is stressful. I haven't had homework in years, and so to suddenly like have things do, <laughs> not for me. Yeah, that sucks. And I'm going on a trip tomorrow, so I have to wrap it up before that. Mm-hmm. So it's um, that element I hate. Oh, you have to, like, cram and, and write tonight. Yeah. Wow. I basically have to think of the entire movie, uh, <laughs> because I have to basically write a one-page summary of it before our class on Monday. And, of course, I have the idea for the movie. But that's, all, that's where I thought it would start and end. I didn't think I would pursue... So You didn't think signing up for a screenplay class that you would have to actually outline and execute a script? <laughs> no, this was pre-signing up for the class. I thought, you know, the idea skirted through my mind and I tried to let it go. Uh, but then I thought, well, I, we're striking. I should do something. Yeah. That's great. That's, I feel like I've been wanting to do something like that. Is it in person? No, over Zoom. Okay. And uh, yeah, I've, I've co-written a movie once. I've obviously written television episodes, but a movie on your own is, it, I mean, it's a terrifying task. There's just so many things to think about. How far do you have to get with it before you go home to visit your family? Just this one-page summary. Okay. So it's like okay. basically the big beats of the story, uh, an ending, and Tim is a wonderful teacher. It's not like he's going to freak out if it's not perfect. Right. But... In my mind, I think that's what's going to happen. Sure. Well, that's a good kind of threat to hang, hang over your head so that you get it done. Right, except for when you apply that to everything in your life. <laughs> then it gets a little stressful. And then you just simply can't move. <laughs> Most de decisions don't get made. Uh, everything is pushed off. Is this the kind of class where you have to read your own writing aloud to strangers who get to then <laughs> criticize you? It... Uh, Sort of. The other... Well, actually, we haven't gotten to that point. There is going to be reading our material. I don't know if we're going to read it quietly or what, but that part scares me to death. There are only yeah. three other writers in the class. There are three other professional writers, and it feels like a safe space, but still, I don't want to do that. Yeah. No, never. No, 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 no. The, so the other, you knew the other writers that are taking the class? A friend and I signed up for it, and then I knew just... Uh, by luck, was in the class with another writer, and then the other one is on the East Coast. She works for a show out there. So we, none of us knew her, but we're all having a good time. That's great, because so everyone's probably taking it just to stay on top of the game. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it really is, I think, largely accountability. Yeah. Not that we're not learning things, of course. It's always, he's got a lot of great advice and stuff. But and it's, it's a hopeful thing to do during this strike that yeah. hasn't had any conclusion yet. It's proactive. Yeah. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm proud of you, too. It Richard. only took 45 minutes, <laughs> but here we are. I'm getting a, a 
nice thumbs up. You're yeah. finally getting the that's support. What you, that's what you wanted this I've whole episode? been seeking my entire life, <laughs> craving. <laughs> you finally got it? And we got it on tape. Oh, that's great. God. Other people will know that two people are proud of me. Yay. <laughs> you should bring this recording directly to your family in Utah. <laughs> I told you. Everyone gather around. Grandma, listen in. In your face, Grandma. <laughs> Isn't it nice to be on the road again? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. It's pretty great. We have been, that was the, just you mentioning Zoom uh, made me flinch a little. I can't do it anymore. Since we've oh. been back in the car, it's been, I've mentioned this a few times, but I, it is kind of weird that you have not even seen my face. I <laughs> I could not be Chris Fairbanks right now. But it there's something about the just being in a car and not looking at each other's faces that I feel like frees people up oh, yeah. to be looser. And not seeing your own face. Right, your own face. That's the worst. When I would be doing a Zoom show and then all of a sudden I glance down at my square. <laughs> and you can just see my face. kind of talk whenever you want. Right. There's no weird cyber delay. Yes. Right. Just the normal delay. And weirdness. <laughs> yeah. Then you get to sit in the delay. <laughs> Everyone loves to sit in that feeling. <laughs> the real-time delay, which is much more painful. We were telling ourselves that Zoom awkwardness was the worst, but actually there's something that can happen in real life that's way worse. But it's so intimate. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's something. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. Well... Thanks for running that uh, car charging errand with us. Of course, us. I love to be part of an errand. I mean, <laughs> God bless you for forgetting. What else were we going to do? We, the three of us got in the car at my house and I looked at the battery and I was like, 12%? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh, Not smart. None of us has an errand at this point. What errand would you have run? I, yeah, it, the errand I need to do would have been impossible because I have to smog check my own vehicle, so... <laughs> Oh, boy. It would be an extra noisy episode. Wait, you... What? You do it yourself? Well, it is... My car is older, I guess, and uh, when I have to get new uh, tabs, stickers for my registration, I do have to come with a past smog test. Oh, but you have a professional look at it yes okay, okay in a okay. in a professional tent i was yeah i was thinking <laughs> that you could easily cheat if you were just doing it yourself right no no i have to go to one of those fumigation tents that look you know where that you drive your car in and then they tell me hey your car runs great and they pat me on the back and then i show that to my grandma <laughs> told you <laughs> this is why we're doing smog tests these days Grandma, you will acknowledge my success. <laughs> From beyond the grave. <laughs> um, Bridger, is there anything you need to plug or would you like to have a final discussion topic that you get to choose? Oh, interesting, interesting, Perhaps interesting. a pitch of your film script. No, I would not make you do that. Uh, I should promote my podcast, I Said No Gifts. If you like this podcast... There's a small chance you might like my podcast. Oh, there's a very strong chance. Give it's it a chance. Very yeah. parallel. I'm here to steal you as a listener. Yes. yes. I'm trying to drag Dinar down. <laughs> hey, wait. Boost yourself up, up, up. Both of these angels have been on the podcast. <laughs> yes. 
One of them gave me a star in space. The mm-hmm. other one gave me cologne. The chances are, if you're listening right now, you're already a fan and already love. You, I said no you better be. There, there are two great tastes that go. It's like coffee and lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for beating me to the punch. Uh, you're the best, Bridger. Thank, Thank you, you, for... you two. Thank you for this coffee, and I'm just thrilled to be in the car again. Oh my God. And I take all credit for it. You really got us here. Thank you for pushing. Thank you for contacting the city. Starting the petition. You really (laughs) threatening. (laughs) Made those t shirts. You hung up the flyers. (laughs) All right. I will talk to you both soon. We love you. We love you. And at least I hope you're still working for me. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Oh, I hope no minds were changed by this episode. (laughs) You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? DYN. <laughs> that was perfect. And he slams That's the so door. great. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced by Annalise Nelson. Mixed by Edson Choi. Our talent booker is Patrick Kotner. Theme song by Karen Kilgareth. Artwork by Chris Fairbanks. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dinar Podcast. That's D-Y-N-A-R Podcast. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Follow Do You Need a Ride on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you never miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit the exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Do You Need a Ride merch.